What's good, Defenders? It's the night before a match, and you know what that means. It's time for your favorite segment here on Defenders of the Bank. One more sleep, because as you know, that means there's just one more sleep until we take on an opponent. And this next opponent, we head to the Great White North, not quite Canada, but close enough, the land of 10,000 The, uh, I don't know, lot, lots of different things going on up there in Minnesota. You know my voice, it's the Scarf, J.R. Liebert. Hi, in front of the semi-famous Scarf Wall. Three matches to go in the season. Three more, one more sleeps, including this one until the playoffs with my partner in pod to my right on my screen. I don't know where the heck he's going to be on your screen. One Christian, Philly, Philemon. One more sleep will eventually lead to not that many sleeps, will eventually lead to a lot more sleeps. Because our season is winding down. It's been eight long, grueling months for this supporters base and for this team. We've had some highs. We've had some lows. We've had some in-betweens. And we had some struggles. We're currently in a trough right now. If you look at an expansion cycle, about to head into game number 47 against a team that hasn't beaten us since September 1st of 2019. That's a long time. It's Looney Tunes. See what I did there? Looney, that anytime we go up against Minnesota, it chances are it's going to be a match in which it's going to end in a draw. So many draws between the two sides. Only two wins for LAFC historically, two wins for Minnesota historically, and none since 2019, and five draws. But I got to tell you, Scarf, I'm feeling pretty optimistic for a change because we're going into battle with a team with play with playoff implications, but against a team who hasn't won a game since August the 30th. Yeah, this is not a good club. In fact, dare I say, this is a bad club that we are facing. But let me ask you a question. Has that stopped us before from absolutely blowing it? Not very often in the latter part of this season. Zero wins, three losses, two draws in their last five. And in fact, they have lost leads in all three of their last three matches, turning nine points into one point, just one. Talk about a stretch drive that has gone wrong. Only the Anaheim Angels can do it better, in my opinion, than Minnesota United FC has done it down the stretch. Lots of players to talk about in this one. We're going to get to that in our players to watch, but the bottom line is this. If we want to be considered MLS Cup uh, champion hopefuls, for 2023, you don't lose to teams like Minnesota United when you're trying to improve your playoff position. That's the bottom line. And the bottom line is all we need to do tomorrow is either win or draw. And if we get lucky, have Dallas lose to the Colorado Rapids, which honestly isn't likely. I, I don't foresee that happening. But there are plenty of scenarios in which we have an opportunity to clinch a playoff spot tomorrow. And it would be a travesty to not do it on the final home game of the season in front of the supporters, in front of 22,000 screaming fans at BMO Stadium. It would be a kick in the face to what otherwise has been a, a nutty season. But it also happens to be a fan appreciation night in which we're all – that's a change compared to the last thing we had with bobbleheads. We're all going to have the opportunity to partake in a giveaway. 
And that giveaway is going to be a 2023 team poster. Although some of you may not necessarily feel like you're loving this team right now. It's okay. At least it's nice to know that there's going to be a giveaway in which the vast majority of us are going to walk out with a little something, something, as opposed to somebody walking out with nothing and one person walking out with 21 somethings. It's uh, yeah, it's still kind of wild when you're seeing all those posts on social media with people having hoarded so many Carlos Vela bobbleheads. What's even nuttier is that somebody is now trying to sell one for the price of $400. Oh, <laughs> Scarf, yeah. you said that that's not the going rate, nor was that the most expensive right. bobblehead that was sold. Yeah, look, you can put whatever you want for a price on eBay. I buy and sell on eBay all the time. People say, oh, they're selling for $400. No, 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 no. Someone's asking $400 for one. I can ask whatever I want for it. There was one or two that sold. There were one or two that sold for around 150 bucks very early on, but they've dropped down. You can get them for as low as like $65, $70. Still, it's crazy that they're going for that much. But look, for all of you Dodger fans out there, you know the craziness around these bobblehead giveaways. This is only our second one ever. This one a little taller than Bob, which I thought was kind of funny. Look, the, the other thing yeah. we, we should probably talk about, Philly, before we get into our players to watch is I know it's fan appreciation day, but will this turn out? to be Carlos Vela Appreciation Day. Will this turn out, based on how we finish our season, it's a very real possibility as we sit in fourth place right now. If we drop a spot, this could be the very final home match for Carlos Vela in black and gold. Look, no indications yet either way, although we've all heard rumblings that Carlos may leave, Carlos may retire, Carlos might not be back in black and gold. I don't know any of that stuff. But Philly, it, maybe last game kind of felt like Carlos Vela on the game placard, Carlos Vela on the bobblehead, Carlos Vela captain in the stands and people going nuts and everything. It kind of feels like this week is Carlos Vela Appreciation Week, no? I don't want to read too much into things, but I mean, fact of the matter is Carlos Vela's not getting any younger and he's pretty much done everything that uh, he, he set out to do, which is earn us some trophies and that he has. We've won two supporter shields. We've won an MLS cup and we've won the Western conference. We've gone to CONCACAF champions league final twice. We've done a lot of pretty tremendous things during Carlos Vela's tenure. I don't want to get too, I want to get ahead of myself thinking, though, that this is going to be a, a bye-bye scenario. But obviously, it looks very likely in the event that, well, his contract is up. I, 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 The two clubs are going to have to agree to something. And Carlos Vale is very much used to a high standard of living. A high standard of living that, well, he's not going to have the ability to recoup come his next contract signing. Will he be okay with not being the guy? Will he be okay with being a TAM player? Or will he just head back down to Mexico where it all began anyway and have him walk out in the final uh, games in the final years of his career? I don't know, but you know, only time will tell. Well, we'll see. Speaking of which, time will tell if we get our players to watch right or not. I have been notoriously bad over this last month or so of the season. I think I'm going to be okay with this one. Uh, let's roll that beautiful footage, Philly. Uh, the first, ooh, loading. I like it. 
All right. There. Up, 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 up. There's so many things happening. There we go. Sorry, Scarf. I'll be completely honest with you. I uh, realized as we started one more sleep that I forgot to create the slides. So as you were talking and I was looking busy and not necessarily there, I was working on the slides. So I just thought you for getting done just in the nick of time. I I wasn't sure. I thought you maybe didn't want to spell Bongo Kule Longwane the entire name. name. Bongi Longwane for Minnesota United. He has been one of the better stories in MLS this season. Look, I don't think he's going to be their primary goal scorer. I don't even think he's their most exciting player once he takes the pitch. But what he can do is be a straightforward goal scorer for Minnesota United. And I think that that is something that can give us trouble. He is a handful in the box. Bongi Longwane for Minnesota United is definitely going to be someone that we are going to keep our eyes on. And look, I was talking a whole lot a minute ago about Carlos Vela. What I was doing, I was playing the shell game with you there. And I wanted you to look over here where Carlos Vela might be. But I'm also petrified that this could be the last time in black and gold for one Giorgio Chiellini. He is not getting any younger. I do hope he comes back next year. All indications seem like he wants to come back for next year. We need him back. We want him back. He has just gotten better with age like fine wine. But I I am an unabashed Giorgio Chiellini fan. He is my favorite player to ever don the black and gold for LAFC. And so I, like I do for most every single match, but more so for this one, because it could, oh, breaking my heart just saying this, could be his final match in black and gold. I'm going to pick Giorgio Chiellini as my player to watch. And who knows, he may mess around and score another goal or try another bicycle kick or you know, smack another goalie in the face, whatever it is that he needs to do. Giorgio Chiellini is my guy. Scarf, in all fairness, we don't know for a fact that any of these players are leaving. So you've pretty much just said goodbye to Carlos Vela and Giorgio Chiellini without necessarily knowing 100% that we're saying goodbye to either. Sure. So, so defenders, it's yeah. not that we know anything we that do not. you don't know. It's all speculation right now. We may still very much have Giorgio Chiellini, which quite honestly, he's our best defender. Uh, if he wants to stay, he absolutely should. Same with Carlos Vela, but on a TAM deal. But we haven't kissed our season goodbye yet, nor have we kissed these players goodbye yet. We still have a little bit of run left in them. As far as my players to watch, I absolutely sub- love saying this name because it just reminds me of one of the greatest comic strips, period, ever done by Jim Davis, Garfield, and Friends, Pookie. Who doesn't love themselves? Sampuki, the all-time leading scorer in Finnish national team history. Now, I know Finland isn't exactly a world superpower right here or a consistent competitor in the World Cup. But to say that you are the all-time leading scorer for any national team, that's pretty darn cool. It could be Luxembourg. It could be Madagascar. It could be Oman. Who cares? To be the all-time leading scorer in a country's history is kind of cool. And not only just that, he is quickly rising up Minnesota's goal-scoring leadership board because he's come through on multiple occasions. In fact, four goals in his last five matches. Pookie's showing that he can adapt to his team. Former North City legend has become an offensive threat for this team. Granted, they've been very good at blowing their leads. Pookie is actually playing fairly well, all things considered. Now for LAFC, Maxime Crepeau is my player to watch. Not because I think he's going to score a goal, 
Obviously, that's not the case. But he gets to go up against his Canadian national team counterpart in that of Dane St. Clair. I think Maxime Crepeau wants to show all of Team Canada why he should be the number one starter for that team. And I have to say that Maxime is a much, much better keeper than Dane St. Clair. For us to win in this game, Maxime has to come up big. Big, big, big. Because between Puki, Longwane, Emmanuel Reynoso, hell, you even have Ismael Tajuri Shradi who's doing some things. We won't have to worry about Robin Lud because he's out for the season. But they've got some awesome scores on their team. We're having a tough time scoring goals. So if Maxime Cripo can pitch a shutout and get a clean sheet, and if LAFC honestly just fails to do what they've done in like five out of their last seven games or whatever the number is, we'll still end up with a point and we'll still end up in the playoffs. Maxime Cripo, you're my dude to watch. Philly, to answer your question that you didn't ask, Hani Aldabit is Oman's leading scorer with 43 goals in 102 caps. I know you were you were definitely worried about that one. Hammering for it, Scar. Look, if we end this game nil-nil, we go to the playoffs, folks. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Why Max we, step up? I, I don't know if there's another way to back into the playoffs any worse. I guess if we lose this game and then find out that Dallas lost, right? That's that's worse of a way to back into the playoffs. But look, uh, well, let's get into our, our keys to the match and see if uh, that has any bearing. Uh, my first key to the match, Philly said it three times. Last uh, one more sleep. I, I'm i using semicolons apparently for my apostrophes. Like but I said, way, I created this on the spot. I'm I, sorry. I, I'm, I'm, not, giving, giving I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty cool person, but I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm giving you a hard time, bud. Uh, <laughs> first key to the match is score the damn ball. I mean, duh. Any armchair analyst will tell you, you win far more games than you'll lose if you score. And you'll lose far more games than you win if you don't. So make sure you score the ball, boys. But uh, don't let Minnesota finish. And and Philly did put an extra N in there on purpose. That was that was not a misspelling here by Philly. Don't let Minnesota finish. He just got through talking about Timu Solani over there, who who plays uh, soccer now. Yeah, Timu Solani, right? He's their he's their guy. No, Timu Timu Puki. I don't know. One of the two. Look, well, the Timu first Solani, the first Timu is a little better for uh, you know the global. Never mind. Timu Solani was one of my favorite players to watch growing up. I, unfortunately, I did not grow up a Ducks fan. I really didn't grow up a Kings fan either. I just like watching good hockey. And Timu Solani and Paul Correa were guys that I grew up with the entire time uh, down here in Anaheim. Oh, not down here. I'm in Lawndale. I don't know what the hell I'm saying anymore. Either way, Timu Solani and Paul Correa teamed up for an incredible duo for quite a bit. What we've seen from Emmanuel Reynoso and Timu Puki. Over the last five games, four goals for Timu Puki and Emmanuel Reynoso looking every bit like the MVP candidate he once was. We cannot let Minnesota finish, i.e. score the ball, because we saw what happened when Maxime Cropo let in just one goal against Real Salt Lake. Unfortunately, boys in black and gold. So I think Philly's absolutely right. I think we're going to need a clean sheet from his player to watch Maxime Cropo. We can't let Minnesota finish. We have to score the damn ball. Yeah. As far as my, we got to pin ourselves some Pookie. It's just a fun alliteration. Pin Pookie. Of course you have to pin Pookie. Pookie's got six goals and pretty much a cup of coffee in his tenure in Major League Soccer. 
been gotten on the boards quite often, quite successfully, and he's quite good. If there's anything that Minnesota does do rather well is create chances out of nothing. They're also really good at scoring first. Unfortunately, and fortunately, potentially for us, they're not a team that's very good at closing out games as we've bared witness to their last three go-rounds. Just when we thought they would do us a favor and beat Carson in Carson for fun, they blew it. They blew it against St. Louis. They blew it most recently. This is a team that just can't close out games. And as we know, we're a team that when we score, (laughs) and score first for that matter, we're okay at beating teams. 17-1-3 this season when scoring first. So if we can just absolutely decapitate the head off their biggest threat right now, which is Mr. Timu Puki himself, and manage to score a goal, I do think our back line is going to come up big. I do think Maxime Cripo is going to get that clean sheet. And all we need is one, or none really, uh, as long as we don't allow the other team to score any. But yes, score first, because we're good when we score first. And it'd be nice to end this scoreless streak drought that we've been going on, something that we haven't seen along the lines of this type of performance ever. And we need to pin the pookie. Just score the damn ball. Just score the damn ball. In fact, there we go. I think we're going to score the ball twice. That's right. 2-0. I think that we're going to see at least one from Denny Bowanga. I think Denny Bowanga is going to get himself back into the golden boot race. It's been rough for Denny. It's been rough for anybody in black and gold over the last five, six matches. But I absolutely believe that we are going to come out on top of this one. Yes, they have Timu Puki. They have Bungie Longwane. They have Emmanuel Reynoso. They've got plenty of solid players who can put the ball into the back of the net. But I do believe... We will be seeing one Giorgio Chiellini on the back line paired with Aaron Long, Ryan Hollingshead, Cheeky Palacios back there. I love our back four with Maxime Cropo between the pipes. I think we're going to need to get a little something out of our midfield in this one. Midfield has been non-existent for quite some time. Timothy Tillman, Mateus Bogush, obviously Ilya Sanchez and Kellen Acosta. We need a little something. Nathan Ordaz headers cannot be our best form and option on offense in this match. And I don't think it will have to be. And from what we heard, Philly, from Steve Chirundolo's mouth to the soccer god's ears, they're bringing out the water pistol once again. He'll be back in Super Mario Gonzalez will be back. And who knows? Maybe Mario gets the second goal, and I'll have to shut up about El Agua Pistolero We'll see what happens. Either way, I think, I'm staying confident, LAFC wins 2-0. Let's not be so quick as to call him super anything this point, other than potentially super disappointing. But I do feel that he is due, and, well, he may have had enough time to get himself mentally checked in because we, we we do need him. Well, regardless of what we think about him, we do need him. As far as my goal scoring prediction is concerned, Looking I agree new. with you. Two to nothing. But I think Danny Buanga is going to score all two of them. All two of them? Both of them, I should say, for that matter. Denny, it's wild. He has had 118 shots on goal this season. Not on target, but he's had 118 shots this season. That's 64 more than any other LAFC player. Hell, he had four alone in the last game against Real Salt Lake. Denny is going to try. If there's anything that we can say for a fact that's going to happen is that man is always going to do his best to try to find the back of the net. 
But this time around, we need him. And well, when he goes on somewhat of a drought for a little while, he's shown past performances are could potentially be indicative of future results. When he's gone quiet for a little while, he comes in and he comes in with troves of goals. So I think he's going to score his two. He's going to get back up there with the likes of Hani Mukhtar and with uh, Yakomakis and obviously Acosta of FC Cincinnati. And uh, we're going to seal the deal decision day with Denny Buwanga hoisting the golden boot. There's going to be any kind of trophy given to anybody on LAFC. It's going to be him and it's going to be a golden boot. In case you were curious, Leon, Mart, and Gerson Rodriguez with 16 goals apiece are your leading scorers all time for Luxembourg. I know you were also worried about that. So we've got Oman and Luxembourg covered. And I only looked up those two because I'm getting old and couldn't remember the third team that you said. But that being said, Madagascar. There it was. Two nothing for Philly. Two nothing for Scarf. I like this, my man. We're we're entering this game optimistic in a time where there's a lot of doom and gloom on LAFC Twitter, folks. Look. Tomorrow, we're going to leave BMO Stadium tomorrow. I repeat, we're going to leave BMO Stadium tomorrow in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Whether that's FC Dallas losing or whether Philly and I are Scarf Stradamus and Philly fortune teller, <laughs> two nothing, LAFC. <laughs> oh man, I'm off the rails today. I love it. He's off the rails, defenders, because he just celebrated his eighth anniversary with Nina. So if you get an opportunity, don't DM defenders because it's going to be me that looks at the message. DM the scarf, DM Nina, and wish them a happy anniversary. And you can let Scarf know that hey, it's okay for you to fall off the rails today, Scarf. We're not going to be walking out of BMO without a win tomorrow because if we do, I am walking out of BMO without that 2023 team photo because I will want to forget the rest of the season as long as quickly as I can. But I'm feeling optimistic, which is something I didn't necessarily feel on the last pod. I was in my feels for all the good reasons, but I do think we stand a pretty good chance against a team who um, is the likes of Minnesota. But don't fool yourselves. There isn't that much of a gap between us and them. And also, unlike any other team in Major League Soccer, they are much, much better on the road than they are at home. The only team out of all MLS teams that is far more successful on the road than they are at home. But that being said, they haven't beaten us at home since 2019. Shout out Mason Toy, Indiana University. And they will not beat us in 2023. Mark my words, I hope. <laughs> yeah, by the way, do you know Toronto is 0 11 and 4 on the road this season? They're just awful. Anyways, uh, they already did the whole Bob out thing. Philly, we have cool outro music. Let's play it. Cool. <laughs> 